All right, welcome to the Hope 940 podcast. My name is Chris Roloff in the studio with me. I'm pretty excited uh, about this gentleman who is in studio with me because I know that if I was, if I believed in my lightness, that you could probably bench press me. Now that that's saying a lot. I don't know. That's a lot of pressure. Jared Nassif is our is our guest. He's the uh, a lead pastor of Direction Church here in yeah. Des Moines. Uh, yeah. So I, I tease you. You know why I teased you, Jared? Is because you have a hat on and it says CrossFit yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's why CrossFit I had, inside. I drink the juice, man. You, you're full in, huh? I, I I am. You know, I used to make fun of people who did CrossFit all the time. Yeah. And uh, I went with a buddy one time like a year and a half ago. He coaxed me into coming with him, and I like, I fell in love with it, man. <laughs> I was like, dang it, now I'm in. Now you're in. Now you're a part of the <laughs> yeah, movement. Yeah, well, there's honestly, it's been uh, <laughs> without like you know Jesus juking you right away like it's been a huge mission field like has it really it is it has really been um I'm very intentional about doing it now and cool. so the way my my wife and I like structure our budget is to make sure I'm able to invest money into that not purely investing money for my own physical health sure but for the sake of the gospel because if you think of like I could spend 10 bucks a month and go to Planet Fitness but when you go to a regular gym like your chances are great that like you could you could easily put your headphones in and not talk to any anybody. Oh, sure. The whole hour you're there, right? And that's what most people do at a gym. When you're at a crowd, when you're at CrossFit, you can't do that. Okay. Because it's, it's it's a class. Ah. And you're led by a coach, and like usually it's you start the class with a goofy question and uh, that kind of thing, and like you're forced to talk to each other. That's and so like relationships are, are required to be built. Like I didn't realize this, but CrossFit is a lot better at like building community in a lot of ways than most churches are. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so yeah. so that's really fascinating. So yeah. Jared Nassif, we got right into the CrossFit thing, and I'm really excited because I think there's a lot of uh, talk opportunities there yeah. uh, about that. We're going to come back to that. But so you you you're you're a pastor by trade, right? Mm-hmm. So you're the lead pastor of Direction Church here in Des Moines. Yeah. Um, on uh, March 18th, you guys had your official launch. March uh, 28th. What did I say? 18th. I just off. made. It's I just it's say things. It's all right. It's <laughs> yeah. right. I just make them up. Once it's on it's the good. mic, yeah, you know, good. Jared, it's true. No one can trust anything yeah. you say from this point on. And this is going to be on the internet, yeah, so it's doubly right. true. We know that's we know that's good. So yeah, I'm sorry. March 28th. Yeah. Uh, you guys had your official launch, mm-hmm. which, as you pointed out before we were chatting, so now you guys have a regular Sunday morning worship experience. Yes. So you guys are like, you know, uh, official and legit yes. and stuff. And do the kids yeah, say official legit? Official and legit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, right. You're lit and you're fired. There it is. There it uh, is. And you're yeah. savage. All, I have no the, idea. all the cultural terms that <laughs> I, you know, I did student ministry for a decade. And I, since I've been out of it, I don't yeah. know. What They're, they say anymore? I don't you know? even think they know. I, <laughs> I don't. I, you know, it doesn't. It's just people, something we say. I don't. know. We just say so. things. Yeah. So, so that's that's an exciting thing, and 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 that you guys have launched mm-hmm. a new church, and so uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to come back to the gospel opportunities, and that's something that I think is um, really uh, cool about you yeah. is that you recognize those things. You said like, here's yeah. an opportunity for uh, me to build a relationship with people, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to take advantage of that. I'm not going to shy away from the opportunity to build a relationship wherever. I am. And I think mm. that's something that's really cool about you. And it's not just um, something that I see on a t-shirt, on a sticker, or on a social media right. page, but but I've seen it in the little bit that we've interacted. But So yeah. we're going to get to that. So I want to yeah. talk about right. that a little bit more in a minute. But um, So 2020 is the year we just came out of. Yeah. I feel like we're still in it. but <laughs> um, Like month... 15 of yeah. 2020. I, I joke with people. They said yeah. 14 days of quarantine. They meant 14 months. Yeah, so right. we're, almost, we're almost done with the yeah. first 14 months, right? Yeah. Um, so 
you decided, or I should say, God called you to, right. to plant a church. And, right. and we've talked a little bit before mm-hmm. about this, but why don't you tell our, our listening audience here about that call, how yeah. that, how that yeah. call happened? How did God? Yeah, yeah. Well, we unfortunately don't have all day for this because yeah. it is it truly is a long story because yeah. our decision to go into church planting yeah. was not made lightly. And it was not made even after like, one or two or even three things that God put in front of us. Like there were multiple things and months and months and months of prayer and fasting and seeking wisdom and guidance. And it's yeah. uh, it was a hard decision because like where we were serving at a church for, I was there for about five years at a church in the Louisville, Kentucky area in Southern Indiana. Nice. And while we were there in Indiana, um, like God had greatly blessed our ministry. Right. And so much so that like the church started to continue to give me more responsibility yeah. and put me in positions to continue to lead teams and, and to build out systems. And they really put a lot of faith in me. And they, they actually had talked to me about seceding their leader, the, the lead pastor when he would retire. And, and so we had that going on. And then we loved the community. I mean, oh, some sure. of our best friends are, are there, like they're family to us. And so um, like we still grieve some of those relationships that we just, you, they aren't the same when you move away. Yeah. And then we also like, like practically and socially loved our home. Like housing market there, way different than <laughs> it is here. Yeah, and right. so there's there just a number of things that, that like anybody in their right mind would probably look at and go, oh, God must be calling you to stay where you're at. You know, you have great family, you have great influence, your, your ministry is growing and blossoming, you're bringing people to Jesus, the church is growing, you know, you're up for this quote unquote job promotion is what a lot of people would call it, right? This sure. this seceding leader, lead pastor, like God must be wanting you to stay here. Yeah. But then in our life, God started putting all these different things in front of us, different people that we didn't know speaking. Like it just felt like prophetically to us, which I've never really experienced that kind of thing in my life before. Yeah. And uh, like final, I'll just share with you like the last one that happened. Yeah. Like we've been praying for probably six months about God. Like, what are you asking us to do? Do you want us to step into this role at this this church as the next pastor? Or do you want us to go and start a new church? And even if we did that, where? So we're praying six months on this decision. So just yeah. just a pause. So yeah. you're, you're, you're thinking something is going to be different. You feel like you're calling, but you still don't yeah. know. You still don't know where. Yeah, we, we felt that because at the same at that same time, we had we were approached by the church to secede the next lead pastor. Yeah, we had I had for some reason two other churches in different states approached me about a job position. So I was talking to three churches and then a church planting organization go, hey, would you consider starting a new church? And so my wife and I were like, what is happening? Why (laughs) is all at the same time are these four options on the table? Right. God, I wonder if God's doing something. Let's pray about this. Yeah. Yeah. So So that's kind of where it began. Yeah. So you were in that process of sort of praying, praying about what Mm -hmm. God might be calling you uh, to do and and where it might be going. And and then something happened here. Yeah. So we had multiple people, like I said, speak church planting into our life. Even those that didn't know us, didn't know our name, like it's just random conversations that happened. And the last one that was ultimately helped us make our decision was uh, at the birth of our second child, Wrigley. Um, my dad, my parents are in town. You know, they live here in Des Moines. Yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> they, uh, it's a nine hour drive. So they're in town for the week. And we hadn't told our parents anything other than they knew that I was maybe going to secede the next as the next lead pastor at the church. Yeah. So for all they knew, 
we were going to be at that church for the next 10, 15, 20 plus years. Right. That's what they're thinking, right? But my parents are at our house this this week, and um, my dad and I are sitting on the couch. We're watching a Cubs game, and it's May, which meant they were probably losing because they weren't very good. And uh, we're not in the <laughs> middle. We're not in the middle of a conversation. We're not talking. We're just looking at the game. And my dad just kind of looks up from his phone. Yeah. And um, again, never talked to him about anything up to this point. And he just says, "Hey, Jared." Have you ever thought about planting a church in Des Moines? And I was like, no. <laughs> Why would you say that, Father? Right, right. You know, yeah. like, and then apologize that I lied to him later. But um, well, he just said, um, well, I just thought I'd ask. You know, I'm texting a buddy who works for a church planting organization in Iowa. Yeah. And uh, they said the board's been praying for a church planter for the city for the next for the last two years. Wow. And so I, later that night, I was like, Rachel, you are not going to believe what my dad just ran. I didn't even know my dad knew the words church planting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it was it was that among like I could share several of the stories that that similar thing happened. And yeah. we finally just like like in, in the Old Testament, Gideon like lays out a fleece multiple times going, yeah. God, show me this sign. And if you right. do this, I'll believe you. Oh, thank you for doing that. But let's do it one more time. I'm not sure that that was you. <laughs> yeah, that was that, us. That, sure we that did was that. miraculous. And yeah, sure exactly. that was really what in the world. Yeah. But, but one more yeah. time. Yeah. Right. We did that. And yeah. so it finally, after that experience with my dad, a conversation, it was kind of like the, the straw that broke the camel's back for us to go, okay, God is clearly calling us to do this. We don't feel like doing this, to be honest. Sure. Based on where life was leading us, we felt excited and more comfortable to stay where we were. Right. But it was clear. God was calling us out of where we were to start something new. Yeah. So we followed. Well, wow, and that and that is a that's a huge thing in and of itself. Just to 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 know that um, uh, you're you're being called and pushed and stretched, and that's yeah. oftentimes yeah. Uh, um, not always, but but a lot of times there's that that mix of challenge and peace in the midst of that mm-hmm. challenge. Uh, Jared Nassif is uh, in studio with us. He's the lead pastor of Direction Church. Uh, that's why you're listening to this podcast. Is Hope Nine Forty podcast, and we're glad that you've uh, not stopped the podcast. If you got this far, you didn't hit pause and go to the next thing. You know. I, <laughs> And I, and I laugh about that, right, Jared, yeah. because I'm, I'm a radio guy. Yeah. And so uh, radio guys are used to that transient listening where people are tuning right. in and tuning out. Yeah, so yeah, always yeah. want to talk to them. And I'm still not completely used right. to this podcast the podcast thing. Probably like, a little different. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're committed. You're yeah. here still. Well, it's I a mean, way to draw people back in that are like cooking or they're driving. Yeah. They do, totally dozed off. Like, f- oh, yeah, this is what I'm a part of. That's, that's right. right. Put that's the fork right. down that's and right. listen to me. You I know? bored them and now they're back. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's on you. I'm putting it that's on right, you, Jerry. Right, right. That was the most boring story I've ever heard in my life. And now that you've all fallen asleep, <laughs> that's right. The one I got. Sorry, yeah, guys. no. <laughs> but that that that's that is uh, that is a cool story. So here's the question I have for you. Then, on yeah. That. So when what was the date on that? Like you, you it was the oh, yeah. birth of your daughter. So yeah. how long ago was that? Yeah, that was that conversation happened May of 2019. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So wow. we have been so praying for about here. six months before then about this decision. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost two years ago that conversation happened. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and now just in March, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, year and a half, over a year and a half, almost two years later, yeah. uh, it finally here happened. Yep. And you know, I, as a guy who lives in the church world, and, and so do you. Um, 2020 has been a year that I think for a lot of churches, whether they're established or whether they're new, has just been wildly challenging. I think um, it's an understatement to say it's challenging. But um, there's something I I had a conversation with another pastor about um, at local churches. Baptisms happening, membership Mm -hmm. uh, going on, Mm -hmm. um, people coming to church Mm -hmm. uh, during 2020, Mm -hmm. which I think for many of us, we have to take a minute and those who are in the established church and say, okay. 
like we're freaked out or the world's freaked out and think things are coming to an end, but God doesn't seem to be as concerned with right, that as, right. as we are in terms of what he's doing in the world. And I think your existence and God's call on yeah. Direction Church is is a big part of that. I think it's another yeah. picture for any pastor or any person in church life or in the Christian mm-hmm. community to say, look, if you're wondering or not mm-hmm. if God is in control or if God's paying That's attention right. or if God's That's still right. on the move or if he's still doing something, Jared Nassif yeah. and Direction Church are here, if for nothing else, no, no pressure, yeah. but no, as seriously. a reminder mm-hmm. to say, you know, God is still at work. Yep. You know, when, when everybody else wants to give up and we're not sure if the economy is going to go and our studios are downtown Des Moines mm-hmm. and it feels still ghost towny down here. Yeah, right. Um, no, God's still doing mm-hmm. what he's right. always been doing, and yep. he will continue to do in spite of all that. Yeah, Does, I mean, Amen. I'm sure in the thick of it, that can yeah. be hard to see. But Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah, that is the truth. Like, it is, and it's something, actually, honestly, recently that God continues to remind me of, the fact that he is in control, that there is not a name higher than his name. Yeah. There is not a power or a force outside of his domain and control, right? He reigns, and, and that's been true, especially as we're like, I mean, you, you even see, like, the quintessential example in scripture as we're nearing the Easter season that I think lends itself to what we're talking about, how God is in control, where they put Jesus on a cross. And even though you have these, these Jewish leaders and you have this man named Pilate and you have this crowd going crazy that all of these people think they're running the show, right? Satan thinks he's finally got it. He's won. He thinks he's, he's, he's in control. That's the whole time though, over and over and over again, like the gospel writers prove, show that through this whole terrible experience, Jesus was in control the entire time, even to the last point of his breath, right? He like, like John has him saying, like, um, or or, or uh, John or one of the gospel, I can't remember who it is now, says, um, he he said, "Into your hands, Father, I commit my spirit," you know, and then he breathed his last. So like, even up to his last breath, yeah, Jesus is the one to control when it's going to happen, you yeah, know? and um, that happens all the way through. Um, the, the gospels, yeah, and it's it's a reminder that even in like the worst of experiences. Jesus is still in control. And that's been true for us this year because you're right. It's been really hard. Um, if we had known, if God had shown us the path of what church planting would right. look like when we made this decision, right. I think he knows it would have scared us out of it, you know? Uh, and so, yeah. because there has been like, like we feel like when we finally decided to go into church planting and we finally, a couple, couple weeks later, decided Des Moines was the place to go to, um, started praying about what that would look like. And we felt like God put in front of us what we're calling the 2020 vision, which is to plant 20 new churches in 20 years, starting in 2020. Which right? is, you shared that with me before. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, uh-huh, that's bold. So I like yeah. kind of unpack, what it, what in the world does that even yeah. mean for you? Yeah, and so I feel like, um, well, yeah, I think the, the heartbeat behind it is realizing as, as we studied the cultural landscape of Des Moines, realizing that Des Moines is a, is, is a really a post-Christian city. Yeah. Right? And what I mean by that is where at one point in time we used to be a nation or people group, like, founded upon Christian morals and values. Yeah. Those have been recently replaced or have been replaced with any other number of worldview. Sure. Right? Agnostic, atheism, secularism, nationalism, you know, there's any other kind of perspective that's replaced how we make decisions. And so knowing that and knowing how deeply Des Moines is post-Christian, um, we, we, we realized one new church is not going to drastically reshape the spiritual climate of this city. Right? right. Um, and so, like, there's 700 
thousand people in the metro area ish, maybe a little yeah. less than that, something like that. But you know, if if in this in what we've studied, what we've looked at are demographics, about half the people of this city have never made a decision for Jesus of any kind. So if 300 to 350,000 people have never made a decision for Jesus, wow. if one church is not going to change 300 to 350,000 people, right? right? They, I mean, give me an example of a church that's done that doesn't happen. So right. we know it's going to take multiple different church expressions and church bodies. Yeah. And so that's kind of what, what our, our, our hope is, our goal is, is to start 20 new churches within 20 years. Um, and that, that's a vision we feel like we don't know how to do that. And because of that, we know it's a God vision. Right. It's a vision that terrifies us, but it's because of that fact that we know it's from God. Because if it's a vision we thought we could do, it's something we thought we could we could manage, we could create, we could handle, what would we need God for? <laughs> right. But we've learned through this whole process, like God not only is going to give us the vision, but he's also going to give us the plans. Because like you said, he is in control. Yeah. Like when we started pursuing church planning right away, like you get excited, right? And you just hit the ground running. You're like, I'm going to change the world. It's going to be the biggest, <laughs> best thing. And then we learn quickly, like because of 2020 and other things that happened, man, we fail a lot. Sure. Um, there's a lot of things that we planned out that just didn't come to fruition. Yeah. And for us, it was looking at those things and going, God, you called us to this. Why are you not blessing the things we're doing? Right. <laughs> and it was almost like God reminded us over and over and over again this year that like, hey, I gave you my vision. I'm also going to give you my plans. Like we had God's vision. Um, we didn't have God's plans. We had our own. We thought we were going to pursue God's visions with our own plans. Yeah. We had good intentions. We had godly intentions, but not God's plans. And all along throughout this year, all the way up through launch and March 28th, like God was just like, I'm the one in control. I'm just using, I'm inviting you to be a part of this, you know, yeah, lean yeah. on me, trust me. And I'm going to guide you through it. Even yeah. if you may not know what the, the end picture or the next picture is going to look like, I'm going to get you there. Absolutely. Well, and I think that, you know, the, the word that comes to my head is faithfulness. Mm -hmm. uh, when I listen to your story uh, and, 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 don't take this the wrong way. Not necessarily faithfulness on your part, but really faithfulness to God's part. As oh, absolutely. We, as we um, take the tiny baby steps mm -hmm. of faith saying, okay, God, uh, you're calling me to do this. I'm going to do it. Um, seeing him come in a, right. in a bigger, mighty way. I just, um, I think a, a church that you guys might be connected with down in Texas, a buddy of mine, uh, and we talk about that off mic, but yeah, sent yeah. me this video of a young gal who's his niece uh, getting baptized. And I'm telling you, as a guy, you're your guy yeah. gets fired up I'm about baptism. Um, well, yes, you are a guy, but I mean, you get fired up about Absolutely, baptism. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, some folks have kind of uh, pushed baptism off to the side as, as kind of a non-discussion. But yeah. for those who get excited about mm -hmm. the, the, the picture and the image of God's work in baptism, oh, yeah. seeing young people get baptized is exciting. Absolutely. And I couldn't help but rejoice. Now, he had some That's questions, cool. and I, we sort of talked about some, some other things. But I said, that's just a picture to me of God's mm -hmm. faithfulness. Every time Absolutely. I see one person come to Christ, I know that God is at work in the world. Yeah. And we, we have to we have to celebrate yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that you said, uh, Jared, you said a lot of things that I want to talk. And I'm trying to do my best to make notes so I don't get too distracted. But <laughs> Sorry, I talk fast sometimes. No, this it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're going to come back to this gospel opportunity thing. Yeah. Cause I, and that might be where we, that might be where we land. Cause I think that's a, that's a big one as a, yeah. as an encouragement to all mm -hmm. of us. But I love the phrase that you used multiple expressions. You you said mm -hmm. 20 churches in, um, you know, in 2020 or, you know, 20 years yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. And it's the 2020 vision. Right. And, uh, not to belittle it cause I can't say it. I'm not saying 
<laughs> just because I stumble over my words, not to say it's, it's not 2020 eloquent, vision. Right? Yeah, 2020 yeah, vision. Yeah, that yeah. I can say. But I love that you said multiple expressions because you yeah. and I go. You know, I, I'm not a member of your church. I'm a right. believer. I go to a church. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot in common, but we have things mm-hmm. that are different. Right. The, the way that we express our faith on a Sunday morning, or maybe even the way we express our faith throughout the week, yeah. might be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and I really respect that. Um, you acknowledged those differences because yeah. for both of us in the church world, sometimes we let those differences yeah. be things that keep us mm-hmm. separated. Yeah, uh, and oh, absolutely. Then, and we miss opportunities mm-hmm. to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because someone who goes to you know, this brand of church over here goes, right. yeah, well, but Jared's not a part of my church group. And so he's planning a church. I'm not really excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's maybe the wrong attitude. Yeah. Like, because you are a picture of God still being on the move. Yeah. Maybe your church group, you know, over here, this other person, yeah. their church group can start another church too. Get excited about yeah, that. Absolutely. Let that, mm-hmm. let that excitement be contagious yeah. as God is faithful, as we're faithful, right. um, be contagious. So talk to me a little bit about that. When you say multiple expression, I know sure. what I hear. What mm-hmm. do you hear when you say multiple yeah. expressions? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good question. I, I think, I, I'm not. I grew up in a very like a traditional church background. Yeah. Um. And I, I think I, I grew up whether they, it was like blatantly taught to me or not. I kind of developed this mindset from my upbringing that we were like the only Christians. Sure. You know. Well, I, you know. I honestly, I had to put a pause there. Uh, I think most church groups yep. feel like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, there's the there's the joke of you know yeah. in heaven there's all these rooms where everybody's like shh don't tell anybody that anybody else is here you know. But, <laughs> yeah, right. um, but yeah, no, I think a lot of us have that experience. Yeah. But yeah, you had that. Yeah, and so that I had to do a lot of like through through my college experience and seminary experience and even ministry and still today still doing some like deconstruction of that perspective of the church. And um, so while I believe there are like some some stake in the ground issues sure. that I'm gonna hang my hat on, be like, yeah. we have to agree on these things about Jesus, yeah. about God. You know, we gotta there's there's some some major like stake in the ground issues that I'm gonna say, these are the major issues. So it's major in those, not major in the minors, right? right. And there's gonna be things that we're gonna disagree on um, that Hey, if we continue to main, make Jesus our main thing, you know, are there other ways that we can still continue to serve and work together for this kingdom, even though you might view something slightly different than I do, right. you know? And so when I say expression, I, and, but I don't even mean like, like theological differences um, either. I mean, um, like what they're, where they're worshiping, who is worshiping there, right. how they're worshiping, you know, uh, the ways that they, they choose to teach and communicate and disciple, like all those things can take different forms. Absolutely. Um, and so I don't know, like a lot of people ask, like, where are these 20 churches going to go? Are they all going to be in the Des Moines area? You know, um, are they all going to look the same? Are they all going to have Direction Church name on it with a different campus? And it's like, well, I can tell you, like, my vision is um, is going to be different than how it actually ends up. <laughs> it goes back to what I was saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. a lot of my plans just completely fall through, and God provides how it's actually going to be. And so um, the short answer is I don't know 
what all of these are going to look like. I believe God's given us his vision. I believe he's going to lead us to, to where we need to plant next and where yeah. that church needs to plant next and where that church needs to plant next and, and who those pastors are going to be and what that team is going to look like. And will it look like a traditional church setting where they meet on Sunday mornings? Will it take a different time of day or uh, different locations? Like, I don't know. Like our plan was not to plant the church in a bar and then follow it up with brunch every week. And, but that's what we're doing now. Right, yeah, like, I, that's the note I made. So yeah, yeah. put a cork in that. For folks that don't know, um, mm-hmm. wh- where do you guys meet every yep. Sunday? Yeah, we meet at a location in West Des Moines, the Valley Junction area called The Hall. Yeah. It's a building also attached to the Foundry, which is pretty well known around here too. And so it's just like The Hall is just like this massive bar really cool big brick building right and um yeah so we meet there on on sunday mornings and our service is at 10 a.m and then right after that the hall opens up uh to the public too and they serve and so we uh do brunch together and um yeah it's really a unique experience where like it's part of our dna Part of the our identity as a church body is like we worship and then we share a meal together yeah you know and um, it's i mean it's an incredible meal and, and, like, you need to connect with the owner of the hall, Nick, because <laughs> yeah. he runs like, some other nonprofits out of the hall that's, like, oh, wow. they're doing some cool things. So it's not, like, right. just us in the hall. There's other nonprofits. So, like, when you come and get brunch, yeah, the people that make your food, it's another nonprofit. Wow. Yeah, it's a really cool thing that we have. We're, we have this opportunity to build relationships with these other nonprofits in the area. Yeah. Also trying to do good work, too. That's and cool. And so, yeah, join, you know, come check out what it looks like to worship in a bar. <laughs> and then we, you know, grab brunch and grab some brews and throw them some games and, yeah. you know, just hang out. And, like, every week we've done this so far, I've been there till I don't leave till like, 2 p.m. And yeah. not just because the pastor is the last one to leave, right? <laughs> but because no one's leaving. Right, Like, right. they want to stay and hang out and get to know one another and share share conversation and a meal together. It's just really unique. Well, and that, and you know, and, and I really encourage people to go, uh, find direction church online. Uh, you you guys have, what's the web address? Directionchurch.com. Okay. Pretty simple. Yeah. Directionchurch.com. And of course they're on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. And you can connect with uh, Jared there. Kind of of in in closing, I want to talk about this thing that you, you you know, Mm -hmm. is a part of your DNA. And I think could definitely be a part of the Christian's life. Uh, all of our, our life is those gospel opportunities. You know, you, you, I, I teased you at the very beginning about CrossFit and you go there yeah. and there's opportunity for you yeah. to get to, to know people. But um, encourage us about, well, I call it gospel opportunities. I think yeah, you yeah. said gospel opportunity. Yeah. What is that and how do we see them? Yeah, that's a good question. That's really been our heartbeat for starting this church. It's, it's, our heartbeat has not been, let's plant another Sunday morning church, right? But um, what 2020 did this year was help us to refocus the mission of the church, which is is in tandem with the Great Commission, right? To go into all the world and to make disciples, right? That, that command there is actually the only imperative there in Matthew is to go and make, right? Everything else is just kind of an explanation. Like it's an adjective of what that looks like. It's to teach and to baptize, you know? Um, and so if that's our mission, that's what we wanted to do. In 2020, forced us to do that. When people couldn't gather anymore in person, it now the question became: So, what does the church look like if you don't have Sunday mornings? Mm. And that's kind of what we came into Des Moines with. That mindset is like: How do we plan a church without Sunday mornings? So we started doing some one-on-one disciple discipleship making. You know, we started intentionally, intentionally with our neighbors. 
just building relationships with with them, doing some you know some neighborhood gatherings, some dropping some gifts off on their doors, just finding ways to build conversation with them, um, working to a place of like, hey, do you want to start getting together and talk more about this Jesus guy? I would love to share what I know, <laughs> what yeah. little I know. I'd love to share, you know, and and uh, just going into it started with our neighborhoods, but like just going, living your life in that way. Um, you know, I, I, I train our team. I teach our team to, to think about it as, as like gossiping the gospel. That's what we call it. Yeah. It's like just like wherever you are, like at, at, at whether it's CrossFit or at the, the office or, you know, at the, the mechanic or the dentist or like wherever you are, like find ways to gossip the gospel, to share, bring in your faith. And um, like because it, it's very easy for people to get in this routine of can't wait for church on Sunday because that's where I get to worship and get to you know decompress and recover and then yeah. it's back to regular life Monday through Saturday. Yeah. And we were forced to kind of flip that and go, hey, we're not going to have Sundays. So how do we be the church, you know, without doing that? And so we we did one-on-one disciple making. We did we started small groups. Um, we figured out ways to serve our community. Um, so we tried doing all of these things that we thought a church looks like. And then now we've included Sunday mornings. Wow. Uh, that is, that's absolutely fantastic. And I think it could be very encouraging for anybody right now uh, who is in that place where maybe the church that they uh, have been members of is still not open. Mm-hmm. You, you and I, Jared, know there are still churches not meeting in person. Some mm-hmm. are, some are not, some are limited. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I think what you just outlined is a great way for us to gossip the gospel, which is great. I'm totally going to steal that. Everybody should steal it. Don't even quote Jared. It's yours now. You can just <laughs> I'm go sure I got it, it from somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, but we're going to pretend it's yeah, yours, you and go. then we're going to take it go. away. Yeah, uh, So encourage folks to do that. And, and Jared, thank you so much. Direction Church, yeah. uh, lead pastor Jared Nassif with us mm-hmm. here at the Hope uh, 940 Studios. It's a great podcast. Um, we yeah. hope to get some more of these podcasts out and available for you. So uh, stay tuned to our website and our Facebook uh, channel to uh, to get connected with these. And if you are interested and you got this far in the podcast and you want to be sitting where Jared is, um, Please reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, reach out. Chris is a great dude, man. I really, uh, I really do appreciate you uh, inviting me to come share God's story of what He's doing in Des Moines and through Direction. And, yeah, uh, it's just it's easy to talk about. It's exciting. It, I, it, I appreciate the opportunity, man. Uh, hey, uh, it has been my pleasure to have you, um, and I'm excited to get to know you more. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the future, so thanks everybody.